Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. I just found out my married son had an affair and the woman may be pregnant. I breastfed all my children at the same time. I also breastfed my husband. What? what? And then all of a sudden, a thought creeps into my head. What if I teleport to the roof? You guys want to talk about boobs for a quick second? We're going to get into some ghost stories and stuff like that. But, Lauren, I posted a picture of you um, as a penis. I am not friend of. I am not housewife, maybe. I am housewife. I just don't see a reason for me to listen to your podcast. Okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> um, needless to say, we wind up having sex. Whoa! Nick! I think my life without television would have been drastically different. Sex in a car is probably something you're not that great at. I was great at that, actually. Rich Wachili is not hairy. No one gets more unsolicited drinks thrown at them than now. Having you on the show was a mistake. Here's my thought. I just had an idea, but I forgot it. The dating life in general should have just straight up contracts. Should be like sports. (sighs) Here we are. I don't even know if I want to be here i don't know what i can think about this this isn't this is a a very impromptu dear albie i guess we'll call it a special i don't know what the hell we want to call it but i'm here with the one and the only my mother caroline manzo hi baby how you doing mom i'm good there was you know i'm just sitting here trying to mind my own damn business last night okay and uh we had a nice little sunday we did and everybody's starts calling you yes. whatever we were we're told to watch watch what happens live just to kind of give everybody a little bit of context uh, yeah, just sitting around saying, hey, listen, you know, a familiar face is kind of going off and blaming you for all kinds of stuff. So, I mean, a little bit of context on how you heard about this whole thing. Well, it was a, um, apparently Bravo put out a teaser clip and it was just a very veiled accusation from Teresa and you didn't know who she was accusing of, you know, ruining her life. Um, and I was just all of a sudden, I didn't watch any clips. I didn't know about it. And all of a sudden my phone just starts going crazy. Mm-hmm. Could this be about you? Did you see the clip? And I'm like, I didn't see anything, no. Um, So I text my friend Andy, and I said, hey. And he said, well, maybe you want to watch. And I said, maybe I won't. So I didn't. And only because again, this is not this is not a poke at Andy. It's just that was then, and this is now. That was you know, I'm not in that life anymore. So why would I watch for nothing? I, I left I left it when I was getting paid a lot of money. Why would I watch for nothing and bring mm-hmm. myself back there? It just doesn't make sense, does it? So anyway, 
uh, again, we had a really great Sunday, and uh, again, my phone just starts going insane. My social media feeds start going crazy, and I'm like, what the heck happened? And I was, in fact, the one that she chose to blame for all of her issues. So once I learned that, mm-hmm. I was like, all right, let me let me rewind here and, and go back and, and see exactly what was said. Yeah. So at that point, yes, I did watch it. Yeah. yeah. So everybody um, that's at home, a uh, little background on, on from a Dear Albie perspective. Uh, we've have you know, we, we have people right into this show. We have stuff come up on the show all the time. In the very rare occasion where things that are housewives that do come up now, we kind of stay away from it because at the end of the day, like, what's the point? And plenty of people have hit us up saying, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? When it comes to Teresa, I've cut literally 100% of that out of this show. We have heard in the last few months even, okay, about live events, this, that, where she's on a stage saying some pretty brutal things about you, the family, this, that, and the other. We always kind of choose to take a high road. But on this particular occasion... Um, when we spoke, basically, you know, you felt like this one had to be addressed, right? So to give everybody context, basically what Teresa said, a not-so-veiled accusation saying, number one, um, why would you, you once predicted that she would basically, uh, the insinuation that Andy made was that you predicted the situation that she is in right now. And basically there is a clip and we'll kind of break this whole thing down, but there's a clip of you years ago saying that someone's going to have to go away and she's going to say she can't be with them anymore and she's going to have to pick herself up and move on. Basically insinuating that something would happen, like very similar to what happened, that Joe has to now get deported right. and you know she would divorce him and not stick by him kind of a thing. Basically, she took that and said, the exact quote was, how did she predict that? Does she have something to do with what happened to Joe and I, was she a rat? And basically saying, did were you the person behind them getting in trouble in the first place? Mm. So that goes on. She goes on to say, it's just so sad. Like, I guess because, you know, she's lived that crooked life. I've never lived that crooked life. Well, I guess she has. And who she comes from and where she comes from, well... But what I'm saying is, this is tough because you got to read quotes like this and, and they're exact. This is really like taking me steps backwards. It's a tongue twister. It's a lot. Mm. Um, what, I'm saying, what I'm saying is right back at her. It was kind of like, you know, a little bit of basically her saying that, did you have something to do with the entire situation she's in? She blamed you basically for her situation. First of all, so like we, we felt that that was something that you wanted to respond to. Now, is there a particular part about this whole thing that makes you feel that way? Or is it like just kind of in general enough is enough because we've been hearing this for so long i think that's what it's more about and the irony on that statement is not lost on me um i don't think it's lost on anybody um so here's the thing i left housewives how many years ago i don't even know it was the end of season five they're approaching the beginning of season 10 when i walked away i walked away i walked away from everything by choice i walked away from a lot of money i walked away from fame I also walked away from anxiety and and crazy. So to insinuate anything about me regarding my crooked lifestyle, which again, okay, we'll get into it like a little. Okay, by let me little, let me just talk about let me let me just talk about like um, what what is it about this thing that makes because like you've been pretty good about just saying I don't right. want to get involved. So this is what my reason mm-hmm. for saying something now. This was where I was going. I left five years ago. Yeah. Within those five years, my name has come up numerous times in, in positive ways and negative ways as well. 
I don't respond to any of it because that was then and this is now. I don't, um, I live a very quiet life as my Instagram will show and I'm a normal person, a normal housewife. I, I don't live by what people think of me. However, there comes a point in everyone's life when enough is enough. Mm -hmm. I'm at that point with her because I have heard over the years that she has slandered me numerous times on her live shows, mm -hmm. numerous times to people that just go up to her on the street, in the press, on reunions. This is not the first time she's made this claim. Yeah. Those are big words. Yeah. Those are very big words. So once in a while, you got to take the bully, pull him up by their shirt, pull him into your face and say, this is the reality. Mm -hmm. This is life. I am going to clear things up for you. Now, and do you that's think, what I'm doing. Do you think that the fact that you're not on the show anymore and you take the approach that you take, right? Um, do you think that that in some way maybe emboldens people that are still, like in somebody in her situation that's still on TV, you can't respond back? Well, it empowers them for sure. But mm -hmm. first of all, they know that my personality isn't that. I don't hit back because I don't care. The thing is, I, I don't care enough. I know who I am. The good, the bad, the ugly, I know who I am. Mm -hmm. And I know what I present myself is who I really am. If you meet me on the street, you're going to say, holy shit, that's who she is on television. It's her, for real. Mm -hmm. All right. And I was always very proud of that. So having said that, I don't let nonsense bother me. There are much more important things in this world, in this life, that I have to fret over, yeah. that I have to worry about. Mm. What she says, thinks about me means nothing. Right. Because she doesn't um, hold a place in my world yeah. that I have to be concerned about her opinion of me. Mm -hmm. So why bother? Why waste my breath? However, people may say, well, then why are you doing it now? Well, you know, it's interesting that, that you're saying that because the arc to it for me started here. If you actually watch the clip, the thing I thought was very telling is the first words out of Andy's mouth bringing this up is he actually says to her, you're going to hate me for bringing this up. First thing. Mm. And it clearly gets a very different kind of a reaction where she was kind of a little bit more, I thought, almost like um, uh, just kind of just just not very high energy at all, like in, in really a lot of the pieces of that conversation, which I imagine were, you know, there's probably a lot of emotions going through. But when the conversation went to you, it was just very visceral, like very, yeah, very emotionally. She was clearly upset about mm. it. Right. So. There are a lot of pieces to things that we've heard throughout the years, even when you're supposed to be coming back, this, that, and the other. She seems very, very, whenever your name comes up, this is the reaction that is there. Um, and you say this is kind of part of your past. Well, I mean, in a way, does it kind of weird you out that this is constantly, you're constantly coming up and you're not even saying anything anymore? Well, that's the most bizarre thing is because I haven't responded to anything in years. Look anywhere. I haven't responded to anything in years. Um, by design, because again, that was my past. I do think that for her, and I've said this before, I represent her truth. And she's terrified of that. Because it is very clear and obvious to me that no one around her has the guts to tell her what she needs to hear. Mm -hmm. And I was the only person that did. And it was never in a way that... Um, uh, was uh well I guess it was in some degree there was some there was some bitchiness to it and cattiness but it always came from a place of trying to help her 
And I never, ever, ever um, provoked her. Anything I've ever done or said to her or about her was in response of, to something she has said and done to me. Right. Or, or you kids or something like that. So um, that's not my way. I, mm. I, I don't see the point. You know, there's cause and effect in everything we do in this life. So, you know, when you say something, you have to be responsible for what you said and what the fallout is after that. Mm -hmm. So I am not one person to throw lobs out at people that will have collateral damage to other people that are innocent around it. Right. So I would never do that. I never mm -hmm. have. I never will. Right. So the the claim that she makes are just ridiculous. So going going down that road, though, right? So first, let's talk about the what you said that started this off was a clip from years ago. I don't even know what season that was. I mean, my hair looked good and I looked so young, so it had to be a while. Ago. It was it was a long time ago. Um, and I don't know the exact the exact timing of it, but when you do you remember saying that in your interview? Yes. And what do you, what was the context behind it? Was there something that prompted it? Like yes. what, what about all of this? Because she goes on and says, "How can she predict this?" Right. And Andy said, "Well, you know, the prediction's kind of coming true. I saw online somebody called you the Oracle, no. which is really really great nickname no. from here on." I'm out. just insightful. Here's the thing, mm -hmm. Al. I know the nature of the beast. I'm I'm 58 years old. I've been around the block a couple of times. I could read people very well. I know her personality. I know who she is. She has a narcissistic personality. I understand that. I've had people in my life with that same condition. Mm -hmm. Okay? I get it. I see through her. Mm -hmm. I'm not the only one that sees through her. I think a lot of people see through her. I'm the only one that happened to have had a voice to say it. Mm-hmm. Why do you think you're because I, I agree with you in that sense. It doesn't seem like she, um, you know, outside of just kind of I, I don't watch the show enough to even say anything, but it does seem like there's for as many years as it's been. I think it's been like five seasons since. Right. You're still somebody that when it even gets brought up, this is the type of reaction that it gets. And you've been really, really great about not responding and all that. And we've gone over that. But the. Why do you think you are the only one that gets that reaction? And, like, I know you're probably going to go off on something. You, you went off on saying before you're the person that delivers her her, her truth and all of that. Right. Why do you think other people are scared to do that around her or people that are on the show? Why don't you think anybody else has kind of played a similar role? I think it's because I know who I am. I know who I am. All right? And you know what? I, I, I you know, she's got this false sense that she controls the show and who she, you know, who she deems acceptable to be on the show stays on the show and who she doesn't leaves the show. Um, she said it herself in a reunion. Look around, girls, you know, whatever. You cross me. Mm -hmm. A, it was my decision to leave the show. Yeah. Okay. And I think it's fair to say, based on what Andy said over the years, all it takes is a phone call for me to go back to it. Mm -hmm. All right. Not interested. So the thing is this. Everybody, I think, she is just so um, abrasive, and she has no moral compass. She really doesn't. You know, she has said things about me to people that are completely fabricated. The last time I was face-to-face -face with Teresa Judice was right after Lauren got engaged. Like a week or two after Lauren got engaged, she was at the gift mm -hmm. shop by Lauren's store. Yeah. Lauren is married four years. She was engaged a year and a half. I have not been in the same room 
or looked at Teresa Judice Judice, whatever the fuck she wants to call herself, in five and a half years. Well, you did text her before she went away. That was after that. I te- the night she went away, yeah. I texted her a heart because... Yeah, right, right, right. And then I realized she was... The text has got to be somewhere. Either Joe had it, mm-hmm. saw it, or her lawyers or somebody. And then I will say that when her mother passed, I sent her a text as well. Mm-hmm. I'm very sorry for your loss. I sent one to her, and I sent one to Joe. Yeah. Uh, Gorga. Beyond that, zero. Zero. I'll, I'll tell you... I'll give you a little insight for from my perspective, right? I was pretty close with Teresa when we were all on the show. Um, there is a part of me that has always felt that she had some people around her early on that was pushing like like almost like a popularity contest. Like you had her fans, you had your people that that liked you, call them fans, whatever you want to call them, and she had hers, and they couldn't. It, it was like a, like like. The Yankees and the Red Sox, they couldn't be the same thing. It couldn't just be about, oh, hey, that's great for the show. People like a lot of people. Um, and it kind of shifted the behavior. Like there were little things that started happening when money would get involved, and we started seeing it then, little headline games and all that other stuff. Weirdly, I always thought, though, that Teresa's nature, at least maybe I was holding out hope because I feel like I've thought this about other people in the past and been wrong. Teresa's nature was good-hearted. And in a weird way, I actually thought that she could say to herself, like, I can depend on them if I ever needed somebody type of a thing. Because there were plenty of times where that actually came up. Albie, you know as well as I do, Mm. when this all happened, when this all came down, do you recall the, I can't even count how many, telephone calls I would get from her. And she would say, I'm going here, they're interviewing them me about what's happening when it was first came out when they first got indicted what do I say do you know how many times I stood next to her in a press line and when she was given a question I answered it for her because she didn't know what to say or how to say well, it well that's kind of my point I so feel like she relied on I you was for a there while. for her yeah okay I was there for her and then what happens is fame is an ugly thing mm-hmm. and you start to drink the Kool-Aid yeah if you really aren't strong in who you are as a person she drank the Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, along with fame, comes um, bottom feeders. And the bottom feeders are going to say to you, oh, they're no good. You don't want that. You don't want that. And they're going to poison you mm-hmm. against the people that are real mm-hmm. and against the people that have your back, which I always did. Well, she also, too, I think, has a has a hunger to be, you know, just the top dog and successful Without and question. all that stuff, which it, I think is a good thing, but it also can be a bad thing, too, because I think sometimes you're better off cooperating with the people around you than making enemies out of them. And I don't really know. strength in numbers, number one, and there's enough for everybody. Everybody Mm. can eat. There's a different demographics for everybody. She and I are different demographics. We're completely different demographics and what you look, I'm a, I'm a, I'm older. I'm a Mm. mom. I'm a wife. I cook. I'm home. I'm a homemaker. She's, you know, fabulous. Mm. I'm not that. Yeah. So there's plenty for everybody. Do you think that, that maybe that like she almost looks at things and says, you know, I want people to be friends with me on my terms because she has a sense of herself or who she's got to be as an image. And if anybody kind of offends that image or threatens to offend that image, she just kind of goes at them. It's what she knows how to do, I feel like. Do you think? I think it's more than that. Mm -hmm. I think it's more than that. I think it's an insatiable greed and sense of entitlement on her part Mm -hmm. in in every facet of her life. Well, when we, so it's interesting though. So when she then says, um, she said, it's so sad. Because she's lived that crooked life. I have never lived that crooked life. And I guess she she has. And who she comes from and where she came from, what I'm saying is that right back at her. What in the world is she talking about? I don't, you, you know what? 
First things first, real quick, Jules. Uh, Jules is in the room, not on mic. I want to see how fast we can actually trademark crooked lifestyle. That mm-hmm. should be a, a something. That that's number one. But go, so, like, what do you think? Like, when when she goes down this road, okay, what does that make you feel? Like, uh, like, that's just so to me was just such a just a strange response for a variety of reasons. But on your end, when you hear this, what what goes through your head? I I you know my initial thing was. What the f is what? And then, you know, you have to laugh at somebody like that because you are. She's clearly grasping at straws. Um, what's my crooked life? I have a husband that has been busting his ass for the past forty years, working sixteen-hour days, six days a week at almost sixty years old. We just paid off our mortgage. Congratulations to us! And guess what? We did it the old-fashioned way, with a twenty-year loan. <laughs> and by blood, sweat, and tears, we paid it off. You look at my Instagram, it's filled with food and new kids and, and pictures of the baby. So you could say and throw out whatever you'd like to say and throw out, but actions speak louder than words. Um, the way we live our lives, you're right. You know, She claimed that she doesn't live like that. She's right. We couldn't be more opposite, and that pleases me. So... Um, it's just the irony of that whole statement is not lost on me. And I think she's grasping at straws. And I think she's delusional. And I think she's trying to throw mud and hoping it sticks on any which wall that will catch it. Mm-hmm. But um, it's not going to work. So when she then goes down and basically, you know, you say you kind of put her in the rear view. She's basically saying on live television that you might be the cause for all of this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number one, I can't even believe I'm going to have to just whatever's left of crazy that's out there. She says, was she a rat? Okay, we're the person that, that went. Who uses that term anymore? It's, I don't even want to go Who, down like, would, are we? Uh, did I miss a Godfather script somewhere? It, like, you know, you're a rat. Yeah. Did I miss a Godfather <laughs> script somewhere? Am I missing something? Who speaks like that? I mean, it's it's a whole other. I mean, but think of it like, you know, if you want to even address this, I mean, does that make any, any, any sense to you that you would have? Like gone to anybody to say anything to put her in a, the spot that she is in. It, it's not even worth me responding to it. Of course not. First of all, I had no knowledge of anything they've ever done in their life, you know. And at the time, uh, Teresa had had an abundance of legal issues, and it was all over the press. And the writing was on the wall that something was going to happen because the indictment was so big. Mm. So you don't need to be a rocket science to figure a rocket scientist to figure it out. But the way she handled everything was my issue, um, because she seemed to—I um, won't say enjoy, because that's unfair of me to say. I don't think she enjoyed it, but I think you know she capitalized on it, and that's what I meant. And there's nothing wrong with capitalizing on things. The capitalize on it in what way? What do you mean? Well, like. When, when the indictment was coming down and everything, and she kind of got, um, uh, she was blown up to such proportions in the press and on the show. The show became very much about that story. Mm. And that kind of got to her head a little bit, I think. So, and at that's the time she was putting out the cookbooks and she was slamming me in her cookbooks or her. No, her, she was it's basically her, her, her ghostwriter was slamming me in her cookbooks right. and her ghostwriter was slamming me on Twitter mm-hmm. and social media and stuff like that. You know, so um and so you think that she kind of there were there was an element of that 
where when she was getting the extra attention, albeit for the wrong reasons, she was using it to, you know, basically further her own career and even her. And so what? Good for mm, you. Right. Good for you. Saying that you had something to do with the entire investigation stuff, it's like really in almost the entire hour, there's not much she takes responsibility for, it mm. seems. So in a strange way, it's almost like everything's got to be, there's, there's nothing that's ever done wrong, let's say. You know what I mean? So do you think that it's just, that's just not something that she wants to do? Like, or... It's it's her personality, Al. She, she's never going to change. She's never going to change. You know, she cannot uh, uh, be culpable in her mind for anything. She cannot take responsibility for anything. Everything is always done to her. She is never the one that bl delivers the blow. It's always poor me. But, you know, the decisions you make in life and the actions you... Um, you know, put out there and, and, and the things you say and do, people are watching. And we're not fools. You're not fooling anybody, mm -hmm. except yourself, maybe. And there's going to be a very hard lesson learned, ultimately. So my thing is, you know, even watching last night, um, it just struck me the way Andy was struck. I was struck. Mm -hmm. Because when she said that the cameras were going to see Joe, I almost fell off my chair. Right. Because here you go again. In my mind, that's just me talking. Mm. But, um, you know, it br just brings back my prediction from, you know, years ago. My big question, the million-dollar question, and p no pun intended, mm. all right, why do you need the cameras to go to see him? What did you think? I mean, you're close with Andy. What do you, what did you think, like, like, what's your read on him watching all that stuff? Um, you know, he walks a fine line, so I, I get a lot where he's coming from, and he's, he's, um, he's good at what he does. Mm-hmm. He's good at what he does, but, um, you know, the biggest, the most fun I had at reunions was having entire conversations with Andy Cohen without saying a word. Mm -hmm. Just looking at him and just reading expressions back and forth, you know, funny, sad, happy, you know, suspicious, and all those emotions came right. across. So I... um I have grown accustomed to that face, and mm. and and I read it pretty well. And that's all I'm going to say about that. The um the one thing that sticks out to me that I find ironic, right, is if our family, especially, and, and this goes for a number of people, um, I I am kind of fascinated in a way of the idea of like they feel like they have a platform and nobody else can have a voice, and does it make people more brazen? Because in a, in a strange way, if you were thirsty and all the other stuff. It's not like people don't hear things, you know what I mean, or whatever, like information that, like, you know, saying, oh, you're a rat, you go to some this, that, and the other. There's plenty of things that you've, I've watched keep to yourself completely, even ignore, right? right? So in a strange way, do you think that, do you think that sometimes these people just are um, just oblivious to the fact that this is happening because this is not a game you like to play and you're above it and you're not trying to, you know, be... Honestly, you're not trying to treat them the way they've treated our family, okay? Right. Um, or do you think that there's a fear and all of that stuff, and that's kind of what, like, because in a way, I almost wonder if, like, we get betrayed by the high road mentality. I, f I have found that taking the high road has hurt me more than helped me right. in my life. And in a weird way, it's like, do you think that people just feel like we don't, you know, are are, are just kind of um, not willing to? Because and, and, I always looked at that and said, you would think that would make some people just say, just leave everybody alone. You know what I mean? But it sometimes hasn't. It's make, made them more brazen. And I don't understand that. Well, there's a saying. They say that guilt and weakness 
scream loudly, while strength and, and integrity walk quietly. Mm. So I have found over the years that taking the high road has hurt me. But I'll continue to take the high road because that's who I am. Mm. And you don't have to like me. I don't care. You know, I don't care. And it's normal. It's an, it, it's abnormal to think in this life that everybody should like you or everybody should understand you or everybody should accept you. It's abnormal. That's just not the way people are. Some people don't. There are people I dislike just because I don't like their face. I don't, I don't like his face, so I'm going to decide I'm not going to like him. That's a fault that I have. You know what I mean? But I accept that because that's people. That's the nature of the beast. So I will continue to take the high road. Um and when you say it's hurt you, you mean like really, I, I, I think you're talking about, I mean, if you were not that person and if you chose not to be that person and you've been encouraged in a lot of ways, including financial incentives not to be that person. Sure. To stay on TV. Sure. Your inability to want to compromise your belief system and values and all that stuff is what basically kept you off. Right. So when you hear people basically bragging about that and saying, hey, I'm the reason they're not here when really it's like in a strange way you being the good-natured person that you are and being unwilling to compromise who you are as a person is why you're not there. Um, like, how does that make you feel? It makes me feel fine mm -hmm. because I know who I am and I know what I want out of life, all right? I want to show my kids who are not kids, they're adults, and I, you've turned out to be three amazing, you know, uh, adults, all right? And, and that's because of the lessons that you were taught in life. One, seeing this family go through reality television, seeing your, your family being, uh, being uh, you know, uh, accused of a lot of different things, making assumptions in mm -hmm. so many different ways. Um, social media can be a very cruel place, and you watch me weather that. You watch me weather the press, the bad press against me, et cetera, et cetera. You watch me weather um, accusations and, and slurs from you know um, reality television cast members, et cetera. Um, and you've watched me cry mm. many, many times. Yeah, My sure. eyes are beautiful, too. <laughs> My eyes are beautiful, too, because you've seen mm. me cry a lot. Yeah. All right? But in that... I taught you strength and I taught you integrity. Mm -hmm. So I don't care because that world doesn't matter to me. And that's the only thing that if I can um, put my two cents in, all right, and and uh, I know she won't listen, mm -hmm. and I've tried to say this before to her, um, when the cameras are down, yeah, your reality will hit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I and mean, we, we know that part of things. Right. Yeah. When the cameras are down, your reality will hit. Yeah. So I would just you know, let me throw a Hail Mary pass, all right, and just say um, this whole thing is ridiculous. It's, it's, I just had to address it because enough is enough. Mm. And just know that, listen, you're not getting to me. But can I say to you that you need to think long and hard on what you um, project mm how you treat people, um, and the situations that you allow your children to be part of. Mm -hmm. Because those are the things that are lasting. Yeah. Actions speak louder than words. All right? So how you act and your responsibility to your children is much more important 
than the cover of any magazine, any press, or any bank account. Mm. Joe, when when she brought up the whole um, uh, this whole thing, Joe appeared to basically defend you and say, well, you know, you had nothing to do with it. I'm paraphrasing. You know what? What do you? What are your your? And I've avoided this. We've gotten this in the Dear Abby mailbag a ton of times. What are your feelings about Joe in general? Any feedback on what you saw from him and the whole thing? Um, Joe is Joe. The one thing I will say about Joe, he's brutally honest and he puts it right in your face. And sometimes he puts his foot in his mouth. More often than not, he puts his foot in his mm. mouth. All right. He um, seemed really, um, you know, to be honest, it seemed the most like coherent he'd been. Like I was actually like, uh, and coherent in the sense that like, uh, he was, he's just very, you could see he's just in a very, um, I, I was, I was weirdly happy for him in a weird, in a very strange way, just to kind of be out of there. Right. Um, you know, we, we, we've, you know, me and Chris have gotten along with Joe, you know, we, we kind of saw stuff for what it was like, it's kind of like a, let's get together, have a drink, have dinner type of thing. Um, you know, there aren't, aren't issues there. Uh, I think what I've seen from Joe is he seems very, um, uh, he really does take stock of what's happened, responsibility for it and make decisions to really just, it, it seems like the girls are his priority. It's just what it is. Um, to at least be able to talk to them, even in the sense of just like, I'm going to get out of here and go to a different country and risk it, you know, not ever being able to come back sort of thing. Um, but he did seem very like, you know, just kind of different in that way. I don't know. That's the vibe I got. No, he, he, what I respected was he didn't make excuses. Yeah. I broke the law. Yeah. I went to jail. Yeah, I did it. And that was it. You have to respect him for that. You, you know, you don't have to respect why he landed in jail and what he did, but you have to respect the fact that he owns it and he and he is man enough to say, yeah, I did it. And I'm ready to face and did face the consequences uh, of his actions. Again, cause and effect, right? So I will say that um, he is and always has been a wonderful, wonderful father and he loves his girls to death. So I would hope that um, he's able to to keep the relationship going. Um, you know. Well, I think so. In 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 closing with all of this, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you're you're probably going to run into her at some point with some of the things that are coming up, like Bravo this, Bravo that. Um, do you feel like that? There's really like like hearing this is it kind of like a you just get bothered by it? Like, you just kind of want to be left alone? Is it just the type of thing that, like, like, because you don't want to be in front of a microphone talking about this right now. Like, so, you know, is there anything to you that would just make, like, that would kind of dead this? Do you think you could, is it a make up with her kind of a thing? Do you want, or are you interested in doing that kind of a thing? Do you think you could somehow get through to her? Like, or you just want everybody to just shut up and leave you alone? I don't want, I, I just... <laughs> make up is that's insane um uh, i've been gone from the show like i said i left season five so they're right now about to air season 10 so i've been gone half of the show's existence and five years later they're still i'm still a topic I would agree that not very often, but I'm still a topic. I'm still very much in the forefront of her mind, whether it be on TV or off TV, that's for sure. Um, but 
Um, what would I want? I, you know, I just, yeah, like, leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Be- because the amount of interviews I've done over the past five years having to do with housewives is minimal. Mm. Of course, when we did Manzo, they'd ask questions and I would answer them, but I never solicited anybody, never have, never will. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like I said, that I made the decision to leave the show, so why would I bring it back into my world? Right. However, um, you know, a crazy, crazy part of me wishes I could get through to her. Mm-hmm. Because I think she's... Like, is there a part of you that cares about her somehow? Yeah, mm-hmm. in a crazy, fucked like, up way. That's the read I'm getting from you. It's very yeah. strange. Yeah, because I'm looking at a person that is clearly in a spiral that I knew once upon a time that was a ditzy, <laughs> lovable mm-hmm. little girl. Hair's going to frizz. I remember. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I watched this person become somebody that Maybe I never knew, mm. or maybe was became a victim of her circumstance, and by circumstance, I mean the entire picture mm. of people yesing her to death, the bullshit yeah. of television and everything that goes with it, the, the fame, the danger of fame, and everything that goes with it. Um, you know, I've seen some very, very ugly parts of her, mm. and I was able to talk to her about the things that she would say regarding her sister-in-law and everything else, and I would be able to sit her down and say, Teresa, listen. Yeah. That was always my way, almost like a mother hen kind of role to her, that I would make her see clarity, all right? Um, I'm very sad for the whole situation. Joe doesn't belong in Italy. Mm. He doesn't belong there. It's sad. He should be with his girls. And if that marriage is broken and if that marriage has failed, so what? Collateral damage, cause and effect, again. But for, for... for those girls who are good kids, mm. who love their daddy and they love their mom, don't fuck it up. Mm. This is what you could save something. Mm. You know what I mean? You could save something. You could see, save, save that. Mm. Take them away from that. They're mm. too young. They're too impressionable. They're too precious. Mm. They're too precious. So save that. And if I could do anything, and tell you what, I do it in a fucking room with no cameras, with no reporters. Just her and I, and she could say whatever the hell she wants to me. Mm. And I'll say whatever the hell I want to her. And at the end of it, if we could hug and I could get something from her to say, you know something, you're right. This fame, this that, my kids are more important. Okay, my sense of self-worth is more important because I have news from you. You're talking to somebody that has lived it. Mm. The cameras go away and life goes back to normal. Right. You will become a real housewife in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And then what do you have? So if I can do that for her, I swear to God I would. No cameras, nobody. Right. And I don't need any any praise, no nothing. Mm. So again, Hail Mary pass. I Mm. have no malice towards her. I have gone through things in my life that would shake you. Mm. No malice because that's fucking life. Yeah. All right? 
and you you deal with it and you ride that wave and you swing you come out swinging for the right reasons at the right people mm-hmm. not the wrong people yeah not the people that were there for you i was always there for you mm-hmm. and when i hit back i hit back i never started it yeah never and that's what i would say mm-hmm. and i'm not looking to go back on housewives don't want to don't want to mm-hmm. All right, but I'm not going to sit in a chair and let my name, yeah, again be slandered for the millionth time. So God, I got to take the bully and I got to I got to respond to the bully. Yeah. And sometimes at the end of it, the bully can understand where you're coming from. So if I if that's my hope, that's that's the only hope I would have. Beyond that, I don't need her friendship. Mm. Don't want her friendship with two different people. I'm talking as a woman that is much older than her, that has had much more life experience. Mm. All right. On, on living and people and how to treat people that can try to make her understand what to value in your world. Mm. Her values are misplaced. And well, it will have a lasting mm. effect on the rest of her life. Okay. Well, I mean, I think um, obviously said a ton, you know. And the big thing is, you know, we want to come in here and, and just kind of address it, clear it up because it's just kind of getting a little wild. At the same time, I think... You know, I think you're, what you say makes a lot of sense. This is why you are who you are. It's why everyone on this show has come to love you so much, obviously, and the one before that and the one before that. I mean, this show is basically, let's call it like it is, exists because of you. Um, so, I mean, you know, end of the day, at, at a bare minimum, do you at least feel a little better? You got to yell into the microphone? And I do, I do. Yeah. I, I feel, you know what it is? You know, it's, it's, it's again, you, you have to have nerves of steel to stay quiet sometimes. And these, these, my nerves of steel have been tested to their limits. And last night I was just like, enough, enough. And again, that's it. I'm done. I said my piece. I'm over. Thanks a lot. You know, peace out. All those, all that crazy stuff, whatever, it's done. And I just had to respond. You know, again, it's just the accusation is just so completely ridiculous. Mm Mm-hmm just so completely ridiculous okay that's it well this was good um a little bit of a random one but obviously we had to get it out there been getting a lot of a lot of calls or pretty much everybody from all all corners hey guys dear Ma- dear albie mailbag at gmail.com oh wow i got yeah. it right yeah yeah it's, so it's, that was as close as you've been thank you for you know again listening to albie's podcast dear albie and i have mine dear don also that's coming up soon right mm-hmm. and uh you know like every once in a while so if i'm gonna plug anything that's what i'm gonna plug i like it as long as you feel like you got everything out you want to get out, this is good, you know? And um, look, I think I think I personally have watched kind of how you've dealt with all of this stuff. I've always been really, really proud of you because you are, um, you know, a lot more nonsense than I think anybody will fully understand because we don't really put it out there that much. Just kind of leave it alone, you know, and, and don't respond. And at this point, I think, you know, hopefully if nothing else, maybe just everybody just shuts up and that'll be that. Um, but no, I think I think you've handled it all to this point. As amazing as everybody could, and I'm I'm very very proud of you, mom. So I love you, my boy. Love Thank you very you. much. Um. Anyway, yeah. Well, that's that. We'll be back to our regular stuff because we've got a lot of it. Um. Awfully soon. So hit us up. We'll talk soon. the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.